Section thirty five of Germanal by Emile Zola. Translation by Havelock Ellis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Part seven. Chapter one. The shots fired at Monceau had reached as far as Paris with a formidable echo. For four days, all the opposition journals had been indignant displaying atrocious narratives on their front pages twenty-five wounded fourteen dead including three women and two children and there were prisoners taken as well levaque had become a sort of hero and was credited with a reply of antique sublimity to the examining magistrate the empire hit in mid-career by these few balls affected the calm of omnipotence without itself realizing the gravity of its wound it was simply an unfortunate collision something lost over there in the black country very far from the parisian boulevards which formed public opinion it would soon be forgotten the company had received official intimation to hush up the affair and to put an end to a strike which from its irritating duration was becoming a social danger so on wednesday morning three of the directors appeared at monceau the little town sick at heart which had not dared hitherto to rejoice over the massacre now breathed again and tasted the joy of being saved the weather too had become fine there was a bright sun one of those first february days which with their moist warmth tipped the lilac shoots with green all the shutters had been flung back at the administration building the vast structure seemed alive again and cheering rumours were circulating it was said that the directors deeply affected by the catastrophe had rushed down to open their paternal arms to the wanderers from the settlements now that the blow had fallen a more vigorous one doubtless than they had wished for they were prodigal in their task of relief and decreed measures that were excellent though tardy first of all they sent away the borains and made much of this extreme concession to their workmen then they put an end to the military occupation of the pits which were no longer threatened by the crushed strikers they also obtained silence regarding the sentinel who had disappeared from the barreau the district had been searched without finding either the gun or the corpse and although there was a suspicion of crime it was decided to consider the soldier a deserter in every way they thus tried to attenuate matters trembling with fear for the morrow judging it dangerous to acknowledge the irresistible savagery of a crowd set free amid the falling structure of the old world and besides this work of conciliation did not prevent them from bringing purely administrative affairs to a satisfactory conclusion for Denelin, had been seen to return to the administration buildings where he met m hennebeau the negotiations for the purchase of vandame continued and it was considered certain that deneulin would accept the company's offers but what particularly stirred the country were the great yellow posters which the directors had stuck up in profusion on the walls on them were to be read these few lines in very large letters workers of monceau we do not wish that the errors of which you have lately seen the sad effects should deprive sensible and willing workmen of their livelihood 
we shall therefore reopen all the pits on monday morning and when work is resumed we shall examine with care and consideration those cases in which there may be room for improvement we shall in fact do all that is just or possible to do in one morning the ten thousand colliers passed before these placards not one of them spoke many shook their heads others went away with trailing steps without changing one line in their motionless faces up to now the settlement of the dauson quarant had persisted in its fierce resistance it seemed that the blood of their mates which had reddened the mud of the pit was barricading the road against the others scarcely a dozen had gone down merely perron and some sneaks of his sort whose departure and arrival were gloomily watched without a gesture or a threat therefore a deep suspicion greeted the placard stuck on to the church nothing was said about the return certificates in that would the company refuse to take them on again and the fear of retaliations the fraternal idea of protesting against the dismissal of the more compromised men made them all obstinate still it was dubious they would see they would return to the pit when these gentlemen were good enough to put things plainly silence crushed the low houses hunger itself seemed nothing all might die now that violent death had passed over their roofs but one house that of the Nihis, remained especially black and mute in its overwhelming grief since she had followed her man to the cemetery Mehud kept her teeth clenched after the battle she had allowed etienne to bring back catherine muddy and half dead and as she was undressing her before the young man in order to put her to bed she thought for a moment that her daughter also had received a ball in the belly for the chemise was marked with large patches of blood but she soon understood that it was the flood of puberty which was at last breaking out in the shock of this abominable day ah another piece of luck that wound a fine present to be able to make children for the gendarmes to kill and she never spoke to catherine nor did she indeed talk to etienne the latter slept with jeanlin at the risk of being arrested seized by such horror at the idea of going back to the darkness of the regulard that he would have preferred a prison a shudder shook him the horror of the night after all those deaths an unacknowledged fear of the little soldier who slept down there underneath the rocks besides he dreamed of a prison as of a refuge in the midst of the torment of his defeat but they did not trouble him and he dragged on his wretched hours not knowing how to weary out his body only at times Mehud looked at both of them at him and her daughter with a spiteful air as though she were asking them what they were doing in her house once more they were all snoring in a heap father bonmorton occupied the former bed of the two youngsters who slept with catherine now that poor elzire no longer dug her hump into her big sister's ribs it was when going to bed that the mother felt the emptiness of the house by the coldness of her bed which was now too large in vain she took estelle to fill the vacancy that did not replace her man and she wept quietly for hours then the days began to pass by as before always without bread but without the luck to die outright 
things picked up here and there rendered to the wretches the poor service of keeping them alive nothing had changed in their existence only her man was gone on the afternoon of the fifth day etienne made miserable by the sight of this silent woman left the room and walked slowly along the paved street of the settlement the inaction which weighed on him impelled him to take constant walks with arms swinging idly and lowered head always tortured by the same thought he tramped thus for half an hour when he felt by an increase in his discomfort that his mates were coming to their doors to look at him his little remaining popularity had been driven to the winds by that fusillade and he never passed now without meeting fiery looks which pursued him when he raised his head there were threatening men there women drawing aside the curtains from their windows and beneath this still silent accusation and the restrained anger of these eyes enlarged by hunger and tears he became awkward and could scarcely walk straight these dumb reproaches seemed to be always increasing behind him he became so terrified lest he should hear the entire settlement come out to shout its wretchedness at him that he returned shuddering but at the maheus the scene which met him still further agitated him old bonnemort was near the cold fireplace nailed to his chair ever since two neighbours on the day of the slaughter had found him on the ground with his stick broken struck down like an old thunder-stricken tree and while lenore and henri to beguile their hunger were scraping with deafening noise an old saucepan in which cabbages had been boiled the day before Mehud, after having placed estelle on the table was standing up threatening catherine with her fist say that again by god just dare to say that again catherine had declared her intention to go back to the bureau the idea of not gaining her bread of being thus tolerated in her mother's house like a useless animal that is in the way was becoming every day more unbearable and if it had not been for the fear of chaval she would have gone down on tuesday she said again stammering what would you have we can't go on doing nothing we should get bread anyhow maheude interrupted her listen to me the first one of you who goes to work i'll do for you no that would be too much to kill the father and go on taking it out of the children i've had enough of it i'd rather see you all put in your coffins like him that's gone already and her long silence broke out into a furious flood of words a fine sum catherine would bring her hardly thirty sous to which they might add twenty sous if the bosses were good enough to find work for that brigand john lynn fifty sous and seven mouths to feed the brats were only good to swallow soup as to the grandfather he must have broken something in his brain when he fell for he seemed imbecile unless it had turned his blood to see the soldiers firing at his mates that's it old man isn't it they've quite done for you it's no good having your hands still strong you're done for von mort looked at her with his dim eyes without understanding he remained for hours with fixed gaze having no intelligence now except to spit into a plate filled with ashes which was put beside him for cleanliness 
and they've not settled his pension either she went on and i'm sure they won't give it because of our ideas no i tell you that we've had too much to do with those people who bring ill luck but catherine ventured to say they promise on the placard just let me alone with your damned placard more birdlime for catching us and eating us they can be mighty kind now that they have ripped us open but where shall we go mother they won't keep us at the settlement sure enough maheude made a vague terrified gesture where should they go she did not know at all she avoided thinking it made her mad they would go elsewhere somewhere and as the noise of the saucepan was becoming unbearable she turned round on lenore and henri and boxed their ears the fall of estelle who had been crawling on all fours increased the disturbance the mother quieted her with a push a good thing if it had killed her she spoke of alzire she wished the others might have that child's luck then suddenly she burst out into loud sobs with her head against the wall etienne who was standing by did not dare to interfere he no longer counted for anything in the house and even the children drew back from him suspiciously but the unfortunate woman's tears went to his heart and he murmured come come courage we must try to get out of it she did not seem to hear him and was bemoaning herself now in a low continuous complaint ah the wretchedness is it possible things did go on before these horrors we ate our bread dry but we were all together and what has happened good god what have we done then that we should have such troubles some under the earth and the others with nothing left but too long to get there too it's true enough that they harnessed us like horses to work and it's not at all a just sharing of things to be always getting the stick and making rich people's fortunes bigger without hope of ever tasting the good things there's no pleasure in life when hope goes yes they couldn't have gone on longer we had to breathe a bit if we had only known is it possible to make oneself so wretched through wanting justice sighs swelled her breast and her voice choked with immense sadness then there are always some clever people there who promise you that everything can be arranged by just taking a little trouble then one loses one's head and one suffers so much from things as they are that one asks for things that can't be now i was dreaming like a fool i seemed to see a life of good friendship with everybody i went off into the air my faith into the clouds and then one breaks one's back when one tumbles down into the mud again it's not true there's nothing over there of the things that people tell of what there is is only wretchedness ah wretchedness as much as you like of it and bullets into the bargain etienne listened to this lamentation and every tear struck him with remorse he knew not what to say to calm maheude broken by her terrible fall from the heights of the ideal she had come back to the middle of the room and was now looking at him she addressed him with contemptuous familiarity in a last cry of rage and you do you talk of going back to the pit too after driving us out of the bloody place i've nothing to reproach you with 
but if i were in your shoes i should be dead of grief by now after causing such harm to the mates he was about to reply but then shrugged his shoulders in despair what was the good of explaining for she would not understand in her grief and he went away for he was suffering too much and resumed his wild walk outside there again he found the settlement apparently waiting for him the men at the doors the women at the windows as soon as he appeared growls were heard and the crowd increased the breath of gossip which had been swelling for four days was breaking out in a universal malediction fists were stretched towards him mothers spitefully pointed him out to their boys old men spat as they looked at him it was the change which follows on the morrow of defeat the fatal reverse of popularity an execration exasperated by all the suffering endured without result he had to pay for famine and death zachary who came up with philomene hustled at the end as he went out grinning maliciously well he gets fat it's filling then to live on other people's deaths the levaque woman had already come to her door with bateloup she spoke of bebert her youngster killed by a bullet and cried yes there are cowards who get children murdered let him go and look for mine in the earth if he wants to give it me back she was forgetting her man in prison for the household was going on since bateloup remained but she thought of him however and went on in a shrill voice get along get along rascals may walk about while good people are put away and avoiding her etienne tumbled on to pierron who was running up across the gardens she had regarded her mother's death as a deliverance for the old woman's violence threatened to get them hanged nor did she weep over pierron's little girl that street-walker lydie a good riddance but she joined in with her neighbors with the idea of getting reconciled with them and my mother eh and the little girl you were seen you were hiding yourself behind them when they cut the lead instead of you what was to be done strangle pierron and the others and fight the whole settlement etienne wanted to do so for a moment the blood was throbbing in his head he now looked upon his mates as brutes he was irritated to see them so unintelligent and barbarous that they wanted to revenge themselves on him for the logic of facts how stupid it all was and he felt disgust at his powerlessness to tame them again and satisfied himself with hastening his steps as though he were deaf to abuse soon it became a flight every house hooted him as he passed they hastened on his heels it was a whole nation cursing him with a voice that was becoming like thunder in its overwhelming hatred it was he the exploiter the murderer who was the sole cause of their misfortune he rushed out of the settlement pale and terrified with this yelling crowd behind his back when he at last reached the main road most of them left him but a few persisted until at the bottom of the slope before the advantage he met another group coming from the Baron. old Mok and cheval were there since the death of his daughter moquette and of his son moquet the old man had continued to act as groom without a word of regret or complaint suddenly when he saw at the end he was shaken by fury tears broke out from his eyes and a flood of coarse words burst from his mouth black and bleeding from his habit of chewing tobacco 
you devil you bloody swine you filthy snout wait you've got to pay me for my poor children you'll have to come to it he picked up a brick broke it and threw both pieces yes yes clear him off shouted chaval who was grinning in excitement delighted at this vengeance everyone gets his turn now you're up against the wall you dirty hound and he also attacked etienne with stones a savage clamour arose they all took up bricks broke them and threw them to rip him open as they would like to have done to the soldiers he was dazed and could not flee he faced them trying to calm them with phrases his old speeches once so warmly received came back to his lips he repeated the words with which he had intoxicated them at the time when he could keep them in hand like a faithful flock but his power was dead and only stones replied to him he had just been struck on the left arm and was drawing back in great peril when he found himself hemmed in against the front of the advantage for the last few moments rasseneur had been at his door come in he said simply etienne hesitated it choked him to take refuge there come in then i'll speak to them he resigned himself and took refuge at the other end of the parlour while the innkeeper filled up the doorway with his broad shoulders look here my friends just be reasonable you know very well that i've never deceived you i've always been in favour of quietness and if you had listened to me you certainly wouldn't be where you are now rolling his shoulders and belly he went on at length allowing his facile eloquence to flow with a lulling gentleness of warm water and all his old success came back he regained his popularity naturally and without an effort as if he had never been hooted and called a coward a month before voices arose in approval very good we are with you that is the way to put it thundering applause broke out etienne in the background grew faint and there was bitterness at his heart he recalled rasseneur's prediction in the forest threatening him with the ingratitude of the mob what imbecile brutality what an abominable forgetfulness of old services it was a blind force which constantly devoured itself and beneath his anger at seeing these brutes spoil their own cause there was despair at his own fall and the tragic end of his ambition what was it already done for he remembered hearing beneath the beeches three thousand hearts beating to the echo of his own on that day he had held his popularity in both hands those people belonged to him he felt that he was their master mad dreams had then intoxicated him Monceau at his feet paris beyond becoming a deputy perhaps crushing the middle class in a speech the first speech ever pronounced by a workman in a parliament and it was all over he awakened miserable and detested his people were dismissing him by flinging bricks rasseneur's voice rose higher never will violence succeed the world can't be remade in a day those who have promised you to change it all at one stroke are either making fun of you or they are rascals bravo bravo shouted the crowd who then was the guilty one and this question which etienne put to himself overwhelmed him more than ever was it in fact his fault this misfortune which was making him bleed the wretchedness of some the murder of others 
these women these children lean and without bread he had had that lamentable vision one evening before the catastrophe but then a force was lifting him he was carried away with his mates besides he had never led them it was they who led him who obliged him to do things which he would never have done if it were not for the shock of that crowd pushing behind him at each new violence he had been stupefied by the course of the events for he had neither foreseen nor desired any of them could he anticipate for instance that his followers in the settlement would one day stone him these infuriated people lied when they accused him of having promised them an existence all fodder and laziness and in this justification in this reasoning in which he had tried to fight against his remorse was hidden the anxiety that he had not risen to the height of his task it was the doubt of the half-cultured man still perplexing him but he felt himself at the end of his courage he was no longer at heart with his mates he feared this enormous mass of the people blind and irresistible moving like a force of nature sweeping away everything outside rules and theories a certain repugnance was detaching him from them the discomfort of his new tastes the slow movement of all his being towards a superior class at this moment rasseneur's voice was lost in the midst of enthusiastic shouts hurrah for rasseneur he's the fellow bravo bravo the innkeeper shut the door while the band dispersed and the two men looked at each other in silence they both shrugged their shoulders they finished up by having a drink together on the same day there was a great dinner at Pialain. they were celebrating the betrothal of negrel and cecile since the previous evening the gregoires had had the dining-room waxed and the drawing-room dusted melanie reigned in the kitchen watching over the roasts and stirring the sauces the odour of which ascended to the attics it had been decided that francis the coachman should help honorine to wait the gardener's wife would wash up and the gardener would open the gate never had the substantial patriarchal old house been in such a state of gaiety everything went off beautifully madame hennebeau was charming with cecile and she smiled at negrel when the mousseau lawyer gallantly proposed the health of the future household m hennebeau was also very amiable his smiling face struck the guests the report circulated that he was rising in favour with the directors and that he would soon be made an officer of the legion of honour on account of the energetic manner in which he had put down the strike nothing was said about recent events but there was an air of triumph in the general joy and the dinner became the official celebration of a victory at last then they were saved and once more they could begin to eat and sleep in peace a discreet allusion was made to those dead whose blood the voreux mud had yet scarcely drunk up it was a necessary lesson and they were all affected when the gregoires added that it was now the duty of all to go and heal the wounds in the settlements they had regained their benevolent placidity excusing their brave miners whom they could already see again at the bottom of the mines giving a good example of everlasting resignation the Monceau notables who had now left off trembling agreed that this question of the wage system ought to be studied cautiously 
the roasts came on and the victory became complete when m hennebeau read a letter from the bishop announcing abbe ranvier's removal the middle class throughout the province had been roused to anger by the story of this priest who treated the soldiers as murderers and when the dessert appeared the lawyer resolutely declared that he was a free thinker deneulin was there with his two daughters in the midst of the joy he forced himself to hide the melancholy of his ruin that very morning he had signed the sale of his vandamme concession to the monceau company with the knight at his throat he had submitted to the director's demands at last giving up to them that prey that had been on the watch for so long scarcely obtaining from them the money necessary to pay off his creditors he had even accepted as a lucky chance at the last moment their offer to keep him as divisional engineer thus resigning himself to watch as a simple salaried servant over that pit which had swallowed up his fortune it was the knell of small personal enterprises the approaching disappearance of the masters eaten up one by one by the ever-hungry ogre of capital drowned in the rising flood of great companies he alone paid the expenses of the strike he understood that they were drinking to his disaster when they drank to m hennebeau's rosette and he only consoled himself a little when he saw the fine courage of lucy and jean who looked charming in their dun of toilettes laughing at the downfall like happy tomboys disdainful of money when they passed into the drawing-room for coffee m gregoire drew his cousin aside and congratulated him on the courage of his decision what would you have your real mistake was to risk the million of your monceau denier over vandamme you gave yourself a terrible wound and it has melted away in that dog's labour while mine which was not stirred from my drawer still keeps me comfortably doing nothing as it will keep my grandchildren's children End of section thirty five